Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day or evening, depending on when you are, or afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this? Hi, I am recording this episode on the winter solstice. Um, And so it feels like evening, like the longest night of the year in in the Northern Hemisphere. And so I'm feeling introspective. I'm feeling called to be more earthed if that makes sense. Um, yeah, just feeling low to the ground, not low vibration, just low to the ground. Like I really want to just lie down. (laughs) Um, so for today's episode, which by the way, my friends is episode 200. This is the 200th episode. Can you believe it? I can't. I'm going to tell you when I started this podcast, One, I didn't think I really wanted to start a podcast. (laughs) This was something that was uh, put to me as an invitation, which internally I thought it was a challenge by my mentor at the time. Um, She's like, you should just start uh, start a podcast because you sound good. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And why am I starting a podcast? And what is the purpose of that? all these questions, but I was like, all right, she's my mentor. She's trying to teach me something. Let me go try it out, see how it goes. And who knew that I would be here 200 episodes later? Like what? Like I, yeah, I'm what? And this episode is running on the final Wednesday of 2023. How about that for synchronicity? Like 200 episodes closing out 2023. I mean, boy, like boggles my mind. Like I just, I love the synchronicity. Love it so much. So of course, for me, this feels like an invitation to take inventory, to take a look back. Don't worry. I'm not going to do one of those like podcast in review snippets from every episode highlight or whatever that no, that's for someone else to do, not me. <laughs> um, what I would like to do, though, is to take this year in review. 2023 has been a rough year for a lot of folks, if not everybody. Um, and so we are closing it out, which is like, part of me is like, thank freaking God, hallelujah, praise be the Lord. But at the same time, and normally... And when I say normally, I mean my normal, when I say normal, I mean pre 2020, 
<laughs> Normally I'd be like, all right, we're going to close out the year, say goodbye to that year if it wasn't a good year, and we're going to welcome the new year with open arms and possibility and positivity. But if anything, if I've learned anything over the last three years is that the next year, the new year doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, like after 2020, I want to say, I think 2020 into 21, right. A friend of mine was like, yeah, it's going to be better. It has to be better. And then at new year's Eve, 21 into 22, he was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to even like say anything. He's like, I'll, I'll hold a little glimmer of hope. And then when we move from 22 to 23, he was like, yeah, no, never mind. Never mind. We're just going to say we completed that year. And then here's another one. And I was just like, yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. Like we want to hold hope, but then the universe is just showing us more challenges for growth. Right. Okay. So what I'm going to do for this milestone podcast episode is I have pulled two cards for us. One as an, an indicator for our year in review for our 2023 year. And the card that I pulled, and then the second card is going to be like the, the vibe for 2024. So the card I pulled for our year in review for 2023 is the 10 of wands. Okay. Now, what I love about the two cards that I pulled, even though I shouldn't really say anything about the second card, is that they are both the number 10, which I thought was really cool. I was like, what? Anyway, all right. I don't want to jump ahead. So 2023 is this vibe. Okay. So the suit of wands is associated with the element of fire, which is really funny to me in that sort of dark, twisted humor kind of way. Uh, because I feel like we've all been on fire this year. <laughs> At least I have been in terms of the multiple challenges that I have experienced this year. Um, you want to talk about baptism by fire, right? Being rebirthed into something new. A lot of things were burned away and it was painful. So it's fitting that the suit of wands comes forward. Um, and it deals with the suit of wands in general, deals with inspiration, creativity, and passions. So while all that old stuff is burning away, right, the old selves, the things that we no longer need, maybe we use them in the past, but now we don't need them anymore. We're creating more space for new tools to come in, for new ways of thinking, for new perspectives to come through. But in order for those to come through, we need to really clear out the space. And so the fire from the suit of wands has come in to, to help reflect back to us that there has been some burning away of things. Um, I also want to point out that fire not only just burns away stuff, but it forges things. And so fire in its creative balance aligned energy is about creating things, thinking about the spark that starts the blaze, you know? So what, new things have been sparked in 2023 for you while the old cells are being burned away what new endeavors are coming forward what new passions are starting to light up within you that you didn't know were there because they were there all along they're just now being awakened so that's an invitation for you to take inventory of 23 right 
How, how are some new sparks of joy popping up? How have they been popping up this year? Okay. So, um, so here we go with the 10 of wands. All right. <laughs> Which is okay. So I, I, I gave you all that really great positive way of understanding the suit of wands, right? But we got number 10. And if you think about the minor arcana as a storyline, as a, as a trajectory of a story's path, right? The 10 is like that apex where things shift. You start out like not really knowing anything, you go on your little journey, then you challenge, you got challenge, challenge, challenge. And then there's that, that climax, that crux of, okay, what is this challenge going to yield? What lesson will we learn? How will we grow? All right. So 10 of wands and I'm reading this. I'm like, Oh God, here we go. All right. We're taking on too much, but here's an opportunity to free yourself from heavy burdens. There are obligations. You are finding yourself close to a successful outcome. This is what I'm talking about. The apex, the need to prioritize. So the need to prioritize can help you get clear on the path to getting the thing that your heart desires. Okay. Um, and this is a message to keep going. And I think that is so, so crucial right now when we feel hope is lost, when we feel we're, like we're tired, like we want to give up, you know, we've been working on something for so long, for so hard and we're like, okay, nothing's happening. Or, you know, where do we go from here? Because it feels like we're not making progress or it feels like I'm not moving forward or whatever it is. It could be something at the personal micro level, you know, and it could be something we're talking about socially, culturally at the larger macro level. And so this card is saying, keep going because we only perceive a micro percentage, like a 0.000000001% of what the universe can bring to us, of what possibilities might appear out of nowhere. Okay, so we need to remember that. You know, there have been things I'm sure in your life that happen out of nowhere, You're like, whoa, that happened. You ever, you ever, drive on a highway that has a bunch of traffic lights. I mean, it's not like, you know, your freeway where you're driving 70 miles an hour. It's, this is like your little stop and go kind of highway with like shops, strip malls, stores, whatever on either side. And you know that there's what we call the wave, you know, and you hit the lights, they're all synchronized and you hit the lights just right that you hit all the greens that you can get through the shopping area with no problem. And then there's the time when you like hit every red light and you're like, oh man. So think of it that way. We don't know. I mean, unless you're a civil engineer and you're part of the traffic pattern timing, <laughs> we don't know when we're going to hit that wave of green lights. Right? So we got to keep going. We don't know if what we've been doing and what we've been working on for so long is having any positive effect. If, 
if what we're working on and doing in service of the world in service of others is really making a difference. You ever get that where you're like, oh man, you know, I keep doing this thing and doing this thing and nothing's happening. Nobody's saying hi. Nobody's responding. Nobody's telling me that I'm doing a good job. Nobody's telling me that I've really helped them, whatever it is. Right. And when we get to that point of looking for some kind of external response, there's a couple things happening. One, our ego is coming in to say, Hey, you know what? All that stuff that you're doing, forget it. It's just, it's just, it's not working. Nobody cares. You should just give up now. So when you get tired and you think that nobody's listening, that's when ego is going to come in and be like, see, I told you we need to just go back to doing what was safe. And so what happens is then we start to think, oh yeah, maybe you're right. Because our egos like to look for external proof, for external validation, external evidence to say, okay, this is, you're, you're on the right path. You're doing the thing, right? But the universe doesn't always work in ways that are physical. Like we can't necessarily perceive it with our five senses but there's sort of like a behind the scenes thing that's happening. You know, we don't know how our words land with people. The other day I was creating uh, final portfolios for my, my uh, poetry writing students and a few of them. So part of their portfolio, they have to write a self-reflective paper, you know, just something to show me how they think they've grown as a writer over the course of the semester. And, and they're, they're always so great to read because I'm not a hundred percent sure like how they're digesting what I'm teaching them in the classroom. And so a few of them took me by surprise when they quoted me and I was like, I know that I said that, but I didn't think that actually stuck in your head, you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. So what I'm saying actually is landing somewhere for somebody. I mean, even with this podcast, you know, podcasts are funny where we make our recordings, we publish them, we send them out into the world, you know, on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts but we don't necessarily know who's listening until a listener reaches out to us and says, Hey, I love your podcast. Or they leave a review saying, Hey, this is amazing. But we don't know. We're just taking a shot in the dark, hoping that the people who need to hear our messages, our teachings, our offerings, whatever it is, our stories, find us or that the stories themselves find the people who need to hear them, right? There's all big level of trust in that. And when we start to lose faith, when we start to have that trust sort of waver a little bit, that's when ego like sees the opportunity. Ego is like, Ooh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't do that anymore. We, we should just go back to the safe thing. Let's go back to working in corporate America because we know that that's safe even if it is soul sucking, let's just do it. Come on, let's go. Um, I don't, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> kidding, kidding, rolling my eyes with sarcasm. <laughs> I am Jersey girl. So, um, but yeah, so this card, 
the Ten of Wands is saying to keep going because you don't know what kind of ripple effect you have. You don't know what kind of message you are emitting out into the world and you may never know. And that's the thing. And what's interesting is like, as I'm speaking to you, I'm really also speaking to myself because lately I've been feeling like the work that I do here, the work that I do in my business of coaching, of teaching online courses about healing and, you know, different healing modalities and evolving and all that stuff. I feel like these, these teachings have been falling on deaf ears, but I mean, there are some metrics that are showing me this is not true. You know, people are reading my emails. People are reading my social media posts. People are listening to the podcast, but I'm not hearing back from them. And so it's harder, well, more challenging. I guess I can say harder. I don't know. I'm just fumbling around with words and really does it matter if it's harder or more challenging? I mean, it does, but I digress. It is more challenging to continue going when you feel like you're talking into a black hole. Seeing metrics are one thing, but those are, those are just numbers. Those aren't people. And for me, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I like people. I like hearing from people. I like knowing that people actually connect with what I'm saying. I'm not looking for external validation. I'm just looking to make a connection. And that's the difference, right? And so it's interesting because, you know, as I'm speaking about this, I'm also relating it to writing. Now I've been writing for a big chunk of my life. I have been reading books since I could learn how to read, like avid bookworm, love books so much, love stories so much that by default, I became a writer. When you become a, a voracious reader, there's a high chance that you will become a writer. So I, um, I've been writing for a very long time, most of my life, maybe starting in middle school, but for certain, I started in earnest my freshman year in high school when uh, my freshman English teacher was so impressed with my little mini story slash essay on the life of a potato. I will always remember that. And it's funny because I, it was the easiest thing I ever did. Like I had an English assignment. I was like, oh, she wants me to write about the life of something, some inanimate object. Okay. I'm going to write about the life of potato. And so I gave the potato a voice. Potato is like, Hey, I'm just hanging out underground. Right. It's nice and dark. And then someone harvests the potato and the potato is like, what's going on? And the potato eventually becomes a lace potato chip. So this teacher, my English teacher, Mrs. Strohmeyer, she was like blown away by this, where she made me read it in front of the class. She'd called my parents. She was like, this is amazing, blah, blah. So that's how I got my start in creative writing. I was like, oh, this is a thing. Okay. I'm going to do this because this is fun and I love it. And there got, a, there got to be a point when I was older, um, after graduate school, where I was, I got to the same questions that I'm asking now. Right. And which sidebar, which is par for the course, because 
when we grow and evolve, it's not a straight line, it's a spiral. And so the same questions come up, but you're a different version of you that when you come across those same questions, you see them differently, you interact with them differently, you answer them differently. So, you know, back in my, in my twenties, my late twenties, I was asking, you know, what's the point of writing poems and trying to publish them and trying to make, make it out in the literary world. If nobody's listening or hearing me or paying attention to anything that I'm sharing, I'm putting my heart on my sleeve and I'm, you know, sharing it with the world. At least I thought I did, but you know, in retrospect, I probably wasn't sharing it with the whole world. It was probably just like a handful of people, (laughs) but, um, but sharing nonetheless. And I just felt like I wasn't connecting with anyone. I wasn't making an impact. I was just like, I don't even know, like, why am I even doing this? But I couldn't not do it because poetry is my calling, is my vocation. I mean, creative writing is, is that for me, that if I were to stop doing it and I, and I have not on purpose, just, you know, not making a priority, I get grumpy. I get irritable. It's not, it's not a good picture, not a bright picture at all. So what I learned is that I got to keep going, not just for my sanity, but just to work that muscle of trust, to really build that muscle of trust that someone will receive whatever it is that I create and send out into the world. And so what's funny is that over the course of my writing career, I don't even know if I want to call it a career. Um, people have reached out to me, random people, like out of nowhere, people like total strangers have reached out to me and said, thank you for writing that you showed me that there are Filipinos who write literature and that changed my life. Or you wrote about things. I thought I was the only one who experienced that. Thank you for writing, for for writing that. I'm not alone. I can't believe it. It's amazing. And that's why I keep going. I mean, I haven't gotten a whole lot of fan mail. (laughs) We'll call it fan mail, but Knowing that that kind of magic happens when I don't even intend it is the thing that keeps me going with the writing. Now, with podcasting, with sending little, you know, missives to my mailing list, my little tiny online community, you know, my social media followers, again, a tiny community. I don't know if I necessarily have that same kind of trust. I know people are listening. I know people are doing things because they're, they're liking my posts They're you know, the metrics are there, but are there actual people behind those numbers? That's my thing. You know, when someone reaches out because they read a poem of mine or an essay of mine and they connected with it, they send me an email and they tell me about it. They tell me about their experience and that's the connection that keeps me going. With this, with podcasting, social media posts, and email um, missives, I don't know if there are people there. I mean, I do. There are people there. There are people there. But the, the connection, the, hum, the human connection, 
is the thing that I am seeking, right? And so I'm looking at this 10 of wands card that is telling me to keep going. And I'm looking at this through the lens of a a year in review of 2023 and seeing, okay, I guess I'll keep going because I have overcome so many obstacles this past year. So many that if the card's telling me to keep going, I guess I will keep going. Not, I guess I will, I will keep going. Um, so there you go. There, that's the card that we're looking at for the year in review. Now, let us look at the second card, which is the vibe for 2024. It is the suit of pentacles, right? Which is associated with the element of earth. And what the suit of pentacles is, it's about creating what's intangible, what's in your dream world into the physical world. It's manifesting in short. I mean, these days, I don't know if I want to use the word manifesting because it has such a bad rap by some people who just like throw it around and say it and don't really understand what they're talking about. I'm not saying that I do, but I'm trying to use that word to explain that when the the suit of pentacles comes up, it's saying that all those things that you've dreamed about, all those secret hidden desires of your heart that you would like to see happen in the physical realm, the suit of pentacles says it's possible. It says, hey, bring that forward into the physical realm. Um... And so the, the suit of pentacles is also affiliated with health, wealth, and physical security, whether that's financial or just physical safety, right? And so we want to think about the suit of pentacles rooting down into the earth. This is why earth is the element that's related or connected with pentacles, Okay. And so again, remember we are number 10. So we're right at that apex. Um, so this is what's, we are going to keep in mind for 2024. All right. We got the, the flavor of 2024, the juice of it. Okay. So for the 10 of pentacles, we have spiritual and material abundance. I like that. My friends, I'm not going to lie. I like that a lot. So excited. But I don't want to get too excited because what I said earlier about like how the past three years have been like, you know what? (laughs) I don't want to name it. (laughs) Um, But yay. Yay for spiritual and material abundance. Very excited. Okay. Community. Oh my God. So excited for that too, because I have been looking and longing for community for a really long time. So this flavor of 2024 feels good right now so far. Generosity. Yes. Wealth and prosperity. Yes to that, please. Thank you very much. And building a legacy. All those things. Okay. So this is what I'm feeling, right? We've got the card, the 10 of the 10 of wands that says, keep going. 
because the transition from 2023 to 2024 is one of abundance. Keep going because what's waiting for you on the other side of December 31st, 2023 is a whole new world of opportunity for prosperity, for wealth, for community, abundance in every form of the word. Abundance doesn't just mean money. Abundance of friends, abundance of love, abundance of the, I mean, look at nature, the vastness of the sea, just looking out at the ocean and all of that space, all of that water, looking up at the sky, abundance of sky. I mean, everywhere there is abundance. And so this card is saying, y'all, we got some good stuff coming our way. Now, of course, of course, I, I don't, I don't want to be negative. I also don't want to, you know, rain on anyone's parade. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I have an inkling that the abundance will be earned. That's not really the, that's not really the way to say it, that there is a little, there's little challenges, not as big as 2023, but just little hiccups along the way that are asking, is this what you really want? Are you sure you want this prosperity? Are you sure you want this particular form of abundance? Because if you do, then you will find a way to get over that hump, right? It's almost like, I'm going to put the parenting hat on now. When your kids ask you for something, you know, can you buy me this? Can you buy me that? Whatever, right? Depends on the age of your kids, but I'm talking about my teenagers. When they want to buy something, and this is something that I've been trying to teach them and trying to practice as they've been growing up. I'll admit I haven't been as consistent, but the intent is there and I've been trying to plant little seeds. But when they want to buy something, I say, okay, well, why don't we sleep on it? why don't we think about it? You know? And they're like, Oh, Oh, you know, there's the, Oh man. Oh, why do I have to wait? You know, this whole culture of instant gratification is really not doing a good for anybody. I mean, myself included, cause I'm like, yeah, I want it too, but I have to be really disciplined because I want, I don't, I want them to, to feel like they really, really want whatever it is that they're asking for, right? Their heart's desire. And what's interesting is that I've been seeing as they've gotten older, that some of the things that they say, oh, I want that. And then the next day they're like, yeah, no, it's fine. I don't need it. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty awesome, you know, but if they really, really, really want something, my youngest, especially, she will harp on that thing for days on end. For real. I mean, like crazy, like text messages, like little hints there, like sweet talking, buttering up, you know, for weeks. So she's not deterred, right? This is the abundance that she actually wants versus some little thing that, you know, was an impulse. So when I say that this card is calling for abundance and prosperity and wealth for the coming year for 2024. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, this is exciting. And we're going to have a few speed bumps along the way to ask us, it's the universe asking us, do you really want this? If it's a hell yeah, you're going to just go right over that speed bump. No big deal. NBD, right? No big deal. And if you don't, well, then you just might turn left and, you know, take the way around the speed hump and be like, oh, it's fine. I don't need to go that way or whatever. Okay. All right. So let me just read the guidebook for this one. I talked a lot about 10 of wands and so I, that's why I didn't read the guidebook because I was like, okay, you guys got the message, but this one, let's just consult the guidebook and see what it says. So, oh baby, this is the big one. I feel it. Don't you? Okay. All the love, abundance, and joy that you can muster in your heart. It's coming your way and it's coming fast. Oh, how exciting. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's coming fast, coming in hot. It's time to prepare for its inevitable arrival and to commit to your long-term success. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. It is the season of Christmas, right? And when anyone talks about preparation immediately in December, in December, immediately, I think about preparing the way for the birth of Jesus. I can't, I can't help it. I mean, that's what Advent is. I grew up Catholic, still a practicing Catholic as much as I'm a rebel you know? Um, and I just like think, oh, we're preparing the way for Jesus. So this says we are going to prepare for it. It's inevitable arrival, you know, this big joy and abundance. And I'm like, oh, that's Jesus. <laughs> I don't mean to make it like, you know, religious, but that just feels like Jesus being the symbol of abundance, of possibility, of joy of love, unconditional love of seeing humanity in everyone. Right. And so I'm like, okay, bring it, bring it. I'm ready. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting excited. Let me read the rest of this, um, guidebook entry. Okay. This energy is so big. In fact, that you should be prepared to spread some of it around generously. Oh man. Yes, 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 yes. So excited so excited. So bring an abundance of positive energy into your life and watch everything shift. I want to also add, watch the people around you start to also feel positive because how the frequency you emit is a signal to others to raise their vibration. They're not going to be conscious of it, but whoever has the highest pitch or tone or note, the folks around that entrain to that note. So if you are the loudest, high vibious person in a room full of downers, they're going to pick up on your vibe and they're going to start to shift whether they want to or not whether they're conscious of it or not. This is how frequency works. And so that's exciting. Okay. All right. Let me get back to this. Expect the arrival of success, happiness, and an upbeat and loving community as avenues widen and the right connections click into place. Oh my God. I'm sorry. This card feels too good to be true. 
I mean, I'm so freaking excited. I don't know what any of it means, like how it's going to show up in my life. I just hope you're as excited as I am about this energy for 2024, this possibility. I I know what I said earlier. I was like, I don't want to get excited, but I keep reading this guidebook and I'm like, oh my God, how can you not get excited? I don't know how, like what, like how it's going to manifest, what it's going to look like. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. These are all the things that I've been wanting, community, abundance, prosperity, wealth, health, all those things. Um, Okay. Back to the book. Back to the book. Okay. Where, where do we leave off? Okay. Remember that perceptions change. Ah, this is important because one of the things I suspect is that our abundance is right in front of our faces, our prosperity right in front of our face, but our perception, what we are focusing on is blocking that out. It's like the things that we want are in our blind spot because we're so focused on this other thing that has nothing to do with our dreams and our heart's desire. So maybe we just need to shift our perspective where we look a little to the left. Maybe, maybe. So you are one small, here we go. It's what I said. You're one small move away from seeing the bigger picture and from an unearthing, oh, and from unearthing a legacy of pentacles that is already yours. Didn't I just say that? I just said that. Okay. So the thing that's already yours is already in your face, but we're not seeing it because we're looking in the wrong place. We're focused on, chances are, I'm going to say this, we're focused on what capitalist society wants us to focus on. Let's just talk about money for a second, right? We're like, oh, if abundance, financially speaking, is ours, that must mean I need to get another job. That must mean I need to find a higher paying job. That must mean I need to hustle for a side gig. Maybe that means I need to start waiting tables. No. What it means is turn your head slightly left or right focus on something else. And if you don't know what that something else is, because as I'm talking, I'm like, I don't know what that something else is, but here's a clue. If you can tune into what you want, like your heart's desire, like, what do you want? What do you want? Here, I'll give an example. What do I want? I want a book deal. I'm going to, I'm just going to say right now, I want a publisher I want a book contract. I want a publisher to publish my book of poems. I want an editor who can help me shape the manuscript into a kick-ass book. And I want that book published in 2024. I mean, in terms of publishing timelines, I don't know if that's possible. I mean, unless I get a contract like tomorrow, who knows? Um, But yeah, within the next 12 to 18 months, I want Jeepney Girl to be published by a publisher and to have an editor work with me to really polish it up and have it kick ass. That's what I want. Right. And so what does that mean? Am I going to like hustle, 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 hustle? Like, okay, got to enter all the contests and put and pay all those entrance fees until I'm in the poorhouse. Does it mean I'm going to go call all my friends who might have connections with these other people about opportunities for submitting to an open reading period or something. I don't know. 
Or am I going to just sit for a moment, not forever, for a moment, tune into my intuition and say, okay, intuition, what am I not seeing? What direction do I need to turn my head to? What direction do I need to step toward that I'm not seeing? And if I can get that guidance of a step toward something that I wouldn't normally see, then that'll activate a whole bunch of other opportunities that I didn't see before. So give you an analogy where maybe you are walking in the forest and you're, you know, keeping to the trail, walking on the path, whatever. And then you see like this cute patch of mushrooms off to the left. You're like, oh my God, mushrooms. Like, let's go say hi. Let's take a picture. They look so pretty. So you step off of the path, you go over to the mushroom patch and you bend down and you start taking, you know, little photos for your Instagram. And then you see a little glint of light near the mushrooms. And you're like, oh, what's that? And it ends up being like some freaking diamond ring that somebody lost at a previous hike or whatever. I don't know, some random diamond ring hiding under the mushroom. I'm making this up, you guys. I'm making this up. But what my point is, you would have known that that diamond ring was under the mushrooms had you not paid attention to the mushrooms calling you and saying, hey, take a picture of us. You know what I'm saying? So go find your mushroom patch. No, don't go find them, but listen for them. Listen for them calling you, okay? And then once you are over there, not only do you see like the diamond ring stuck or like hidden under the mushroom patch, you stand up and you look around and the forest looks different, right? Looks different from the trail. And then you're like, wow, there's something here that I didn't notice before. There's an energy here. There's, you know, some beautiful cobweb over there that spells Wilbur. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to bring in the Charlotte's Web in there. Um, but yeah, so it's a shift of perspective. So just one small move. You don't know. Continuing on with the guidebook. You deserve this success and love. Let me say that again. You deserve this success and love. Taste the pleasures of life and embody a state of consciousness that says, yes, I am worthy of all of this success. Hmm. Okay. And the mantra that comes with this card is I am successful and I share my wealth with those I love. I mean, how do you get any better than these two cards? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, what? This is freaking amazing. I love it. Um, I didn't read the mantra for the 10 of wands because I already talked about it. So we're going to end on that note because that the 10 of pentacles is the freaking bomb ass card. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, yes. Okay. My friend. So there you go. A tarot reading for the 200th episode of spiritual grit. Like what? Yes. Amazing. So you have your 10 of wands as your look back at the year in review for 2025. Keep going. That's, that's the mantra. Keep going. 
And then the card, the flavor for 2024 is one of abundance, spiritual, material abundance, prosperity, community. I mean, all good feeling juju things. Love it. Ten of pentacles. Yes. So my friends, what a way to end the year. What a way to mark the 200th episode of this podcast. I cannot even believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's really mind boggling, mind blowing, mind blowing. All right. So I'm going to close the episode with a Hafez poem because I just have to. And the book opened to this poem called Faithful Lover. The moon came to me last night with a sweet question. She said, the sun has been my faithful lover for millions of years. Whenever I offer my body to him, brilliant light pours from his heart. Thousands then notice my happiness and delight in pointing toward my beauty. Hafez, is it true that our destiny is to turn into light itself? And I replied, Dear moon, now that your love is maturing, we need to sit together close like this more often, so I might instruct you how to become who you are. Mm, I love that. Um, though I will say that last part, I feel like that might be a mistranslation, but I don't know because <laughs> I don't, I don't know Farsi. Um, but I'm curious about that because that particular last little bit didn't feel as aligned with the rest of the poem, but that's just me. Okay. All right, my friends. Oh my God. What a great, great episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here, whether you just started listening or you've been here the whole time. I thank you for your listenership. I thank you for your presence. I know you're out there. Maybe, just maybe once, drop me a note to say hi, because I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on my DMs on Instagram. My handle is at Leslie Ann Hobayan. And you can email me at leslieann at suryagian.com. All that stuff is in the show notes. So I love you all so much. Happy winter solstice. Happy holiday, whatever holidays you celebrate. Happy New Year. And until next time, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. See you next year. Namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge spark joy in chaos by signing up for my newsletter which will be more light to your inbox go to suryagian.com slash subscribe